Before I start the podcast, make sure to share this with anybody they think can benefit from hearing this amazing wisdom. This is Wisdom for Teens. I am your host, Alex Renko. My guest today is Mimi Icon, entrepreneur, author, and influencer, co-founder of Luxy Hair, and my beloved aunt. It's a pleasure oh, having you here. What a beautiful introduction. Thank you. Thank you. Mimi, let's get right into it. Let's get started. Okay. So I want you to close your eyes, and I would like you to re-envision your teenagehood. Mm-hmm. Like going back to your teenage years, what were the people you were around? Like, what was it like being a teenager? Should I keep my eyes closed? No, open, open. <laughs> I can open that. No, I, I remember it quite clearly. Well, part of my teenage years, I was still living in Azerbaijan. This is before my family and I immigrated to Canada. So I remember just doing lots of daydreaming when I was there. I clearly envisioned the life that I wanted to live as an adult. So I knew that one way or another, I'm going to get there. And for me, that was living outside of where I grew up, which, you know, I was born in Baku, Azerbaijan. It used to be part of USSR. Um, when I was born, it was still part of USSR. And when I was about six, you know, USSR collapsed. Yeah. And that's when Azerbaijan became independent. But ever since I was a little girl, I always knew that I'm not going to stay there. I always had this burning desire to travel the world, to explore, to see different places. So... As a teen, I spent hours envisioning that future, and I was very certain that I will do anything, literally anything. I even told my parents, if they don't immigrate when I'm 18, like I'm gonna save enough money to get somebody to marry me just so I can leave, you know, um, and leave overseas. Just to explain this, the reason I'm saying marry somebody is because in some countries like Azerbaijan, you can't just go traveling with your passport. You literally can only get visas to a few countries. And of course, it's probably changed now. So this is when I was maybe 13, 14, your age. And uh, yeah, like I would do anything to have the freedom to go and travel and be able to go anywhere in the world. Thankfully, my father started this whole immigration process and eventually we immigrated to Canada. And that's when I I spent the later years of my life. So 16, 17, 18. And, you know, as soon as I arrived in Canada, I got a job. First job was babysitting. Second job was working at a fast food. Eventually, I um, graduated to working at restaurants. By 18, I already, you know, bought myself a car, was supporting my parents to help them pay mortgage. One part was dreaming and one part was like working really, really hard on already making that dream a reality. Yeah, so like you were persistent like throughout time. Like when did you take all the responsibility on yourself? What was the time that you were like, okay, I got to do this. Like I'm going to find the job. I'm going to help my family financially. I think there was a very clear moment when I became aware of that. I must have been about 16 and a half. This must have been maybe six months after we moved to Canada. And uh, I remember my friends were going to the movie theater and I didn't have the money to go. And I knew I can't even ask my parents because I know that they just moved to this new country. All the money they have, they're spending on, you know, paying for rent, figuring out uh, how to make the ends meet in this new country where people speak different languages. Everything is different. I can only imagine now as a parent how difficult it was for them then. So I was clearly aware already that, you know, there's no point asking them for money. They yeah. don't have the extra money to give me to go to the movie theater. And I remember one day I was just feeling really sorry for myself in this room that I was sharing with my sister and just like crying into the pillow and thinking how miserable my life is that I can't even afford to go to the movies with these new friends that I just made. And, you know, of course you want to impress them, but you can't impress them because you can't even <laughs> go out with them. 
And then I just realized, you know, there's no point. There's no point to be a victim of the situation. Yeah. I'm old enough to go and work anywhere. And it was such an empowering moment for me to go from this attitude of victim, like, oh, I'm the victim of the situation. Yeah. How come my parents cannot provide and give me money? Oh, poor me, boohoo. To actually, you know what? I'm going to go and make the money myself. And you know what? In fact, not only will I be able to go to the movies and buy myself the clothes and the things I want to buy, I can actually have my parents. Yeah. And literally within a year, that's what I was doing. I convinced my dad because we were renting at first when we moved to Canada. And I said, listen, you know, I don't want to live in an apartment. Let's buy a house. And he said, I cannot do this alone right now. I won't be able to afford like paying for mortgage. And I said, don't worry, I'll get another job. I'll work at a restaurant. Yeah. And I promise I'll pay like a big chunk of the mortgage. So for years, that's what I did. I worked two jobs and I was helping him pay for the mortgage. And it was, it was really great experience. You know, it was tough, tough teenage yeah. years, I would say. And, you know, early 20s. But at the same time, it was the best time to hustle because this is when you have the most energy enthusiasm and drive in your life that yeah. then you'll ever have you guys who are listening if you're a teen make sure to forward this to your friends and family or grandparents anybody in your life because all these lessons and all these topics they're quite universal well, what was your like mindset whenever you were going through that stage of your teenagehood helping your father out what were you thinking the entire time i was really grateful to be in canada because like i said and explained to you earlier now that since i was a kid I just had this burning desire to go out and see the world and experience different things. And literally, the first time I got on an airplane was the time we flew to Canada. I've never traveled yes. anywhere else in the world. So when I arrived in Canada, I, I felt like I was in my dream. I couldn't believe my dream actually came true. So for many years, I mean, even up, up until now, I feel this immense gratitude for my parents, of course, making that leap of faith and taking our family across the world into this new place. But now for me to have that freedom. So I was extremely grateful and I knew I had to do something with that. You know, I couldn't just waste it on watching television and just feeling sorry for myself. I mean, I asked for this opportunity. I knew that I would have to work hard. I wasn't delusional about that. So as an immigrant, you know, when you live in places like Canada or lots of cities in, in the States where you have a dense amount of immigrants living together, you will see how a lot of the businesses are actually created by these immigrants who barely speak the language, or at least when they started the business, maybe barely spoke the language. And I find that so inspiring that these people move to a new country away from everything they know and start a completely new life. Yeah. I think as an analogy, you, as a teen or for any teenagers listening to this, you know, if older people can do it, who don't speak the language, who leave everything they know behind, their friends and family and all the comforts, then you as a teen definitely have the power and the strength and the ability to do anything you set your mind to. Yeah. What do you believe is like the greatest advantage of being in the teenager position? as a part of your life the freedom and the time you have you will never have the same level of freedom and time that you have when you're a teen because you're still in high school obviously you have to do some form of work and homework probably if you go to traditional school yeah. but you can do it in an hour uh, there's a lot of time wasted 
if we are honest, most of teenagers are probably now wasting their time just on the phones, like on TikTok and all these apps, YouTube, Instagram. And uh, it's okay to consume a little bit. Yeah. I think it's important to consume, to be in the know, to get inspired sometimes. Use the time you have to create instead of consume. Use this time you have to go get a job, an internship, uh, work with your parents if they have their own business, or learn a skill that you for the rest of your life can use to your advantage. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people don't see that when they're in the moment in those teen years, they're not aware of that really special gift that they have. Well, what do you think is the most important skill, as you mentioned, or habit you think it's very important to develop mm. as a teenager? Not to be afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. Because in life, you're going to fail so many times. I mean, from the moment you're a baby and you try to learn to walk, you fall so many times, right? But we don't consciously remember that moment when we were learning to walk. How many times every single one of us had to fall before we learned to walk, <laughs> right? Probably thousands of times. Yeah. And I think this analogy is really important because when we get older, we expect things to work out straight away. Like you might start a YouTube channel and it won't do so well, or now you're starting a podcast and sometimes things can start off slow. But the most important thing to remember that you just have to keep going. You have to keep at it. You have to keep the vision. You have to have a clear idea where you want to get yeah. and then keep doing the work every day, do a little more work and keep at it. And there's no such thing as failure. There's no such thing. The only failure, and I love saying this uh, when I talk to anybody, when this topic arises is not trying. Yeah. If you haven't tried, if you had ideas and your whole life you spent thinking, if, what if I asked that girl out? What if I applied for that job? What if I started that business? What if I started that YouTube channel? And you never try because you're scared of failing and you know, this deep-rooted fear actually comes a lot of times from education, uh, from the way we are, you know, scared to fail a test, for example, or sometimes also from the way we have been parented. But I think once you become conscious, you realize, you know, even if you were quote unquote to fail, you are gaining something, which is the knowledge. Next time you try the same thing, you're going to do it differently. You're going to do it better. You're going to, you essentially, you're going to be a different human being after you've tried this experience. Maybe you don't even like it. Maybe you ask a girl out and you don't even like her. So like you've learned what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. So every experience will teach you something. But if you don't try, you will never find out. So learn to go for things and embrace the fact that you will sometimes not succeed. And that's okay. Yeah. Do you believe environment matters whenever you're trying to create something environment is extremely important and of course it can be in a disadvantage sometimes when you can be in a toxic environment for example maybe you are quite clear now as a teen about uh, what you want your life to be or how you want to live your life but unfortunately your family lives completely different lifestyle for example you like to eat healthy but they all eat very unhealthy yeah what can you do about it it's very tricky right because you still depend on your parents you can't afford to buy your own things yet unless you have a job I think the most important thing is to realize that a this is not forever you know when you're a teen even in some cases when you're 16 you can actually move out with your parents permission at 18 of course you can move out without your parents permission um, because you're considered an adult so i think um, if you cannot physically create that environment yet because you are surrounded by people that maybe you don't find inspiring or encouraging then surround yourself with books and information 
yeah virtual mentors you know of people that you would like to emulate people that you would like to be like people that embody some skills that you would like to embody and that is very easy to do in the time that we're living in now because we all have these gadgets youtube google instagram this is the beauty of these platforms and these apps is having the exposure to things that you otherwise might not even know existed yeah. but of course many people abuse it and use it to their disadvantage it becomes an addiction and they just mindlessly scroll and that leads to comparison and then more toxicity actually so it doesn't actually lead anywhere good but if you use these tools consciously and you get inspired and you just selectively follow only like three to five people that you find extremely inspiring so they become your friends yeah. as if they're your virtual mentors and i've been on youtube and instagram for so many years now and sometimes people you know will come and hug me on the street and they will say no we've been friends like virtual friends for years and i believe it is to be true because when we follow somebody online we do get a sense of who they are and if we like their energy you know that's all we have to do is just surround yourself with these positive people sadly online for now but yeah. as you do that and you create certain set of values and expectations you slowly start attracting these people in your life and of course you have to do the hard work of you know sometimes approaching people asking for their number maybe asking to go for a walk together you know play a ball game whatever you're into and then slowly building these friendships and relationships with people who are like-minded and slowly surely you will create this environment that is actually uplifting rather than bringing you down you guys who are listening if you're a teen make sure to forward this to your friends and family or grandparents anybody in your life because all these lessons and all these topics they're quite universal yeah so i know you're like person a very confident person i seen your video like when you're hugging people on the street it was so empowering but where did you get that confidence from like okay these are just people i just want to spread the kindness where does that feeling come from inside of you i think by nature I am quite a confident person and yes it's a bit tricky I guess for people who might be listening to this and they would say well I'm not by nature confident what do I do I still believe it's a skill that can definitely be developed I've actually wrote a book about this called the bingo theory but basically the book talks about masculine and feminine energies and have every single one of us has a dominant energy whether you're a male or a female you will have one dominant energy so you could be a female with a stronger masculine energy so for example i as an example am a masculine strength female it doesn't mean i'm not feminine at all because we all have both masculine and feminine all it means is that one energy will be your strength and it comes very easy to you then you will be quite conscious to balance out the other one that is not your strength so for yeah. me i am quite conscious to you know take care of myself make time to rest because i can just go 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 i'm very confident again by nature yeah. i'm very courageous i can do things without questioning them i'm very decisive so this is a masculine trait that i was born with but i am very conscious now to balance out my feminine so what i would recommend for anybody to do and if you're not aware is just learn about this more and if you're struggling with not being confident enough that means probably that you're more feminine strength and the best way to bring up your masculinity and that masculine energy is to surround yourself with masculine people have a best friend who is masculine i was always the opposite growing up as a teen most of my girlfriends were feminine and actually my guy friends were also feminine boys 
who were like more gentle and more fun and we laughed together. So I brought something to them and they brought something to me and together it was like a beautiful connection and chemistry. So have these relationships and surround yourself again with people. If you can't do it physically, then through books and podcasts or YouTube videos uh, of people who have that drive and confidence that you want to embody and then just fake it till you make it. That's all you can do. Just go for it. And the more you try things, the more you step out of outside of your comfort zone, you will build that confidence over time yeah. because it is a skill that you can build as well. Amazing. A quality trade. Mimi, thank you so much. Uh, let's get into my favorite segment, which is called the quick fire round. Okay. I say a short statement and you give me your immediate thoughts. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. What is your favorite book you wish you read as a teenager? Huh. This is a tricky one because my favorite book that comes to my mind that I did read as a teenager and I recommend all teenagers to read is Alchemist. So I don't wish that I've read anything else because I think I've read it at such a perfect time that it's still my all-time favorite book that I've read probably four or five times if not more in my life. Um, I actually read this when I first moved to Canada and it was part of my English class curriculum and it's the most incredible book ever. Later on in life, um, I actually met the author. I don't know if you know the story. I met yeah. Paulo Coelho, like we had dinner at his house. So uh. for me, this is the craziest thing in the world because when I read the book, the book is all about a, be, being a dreamer and how we all have a personal legend that we have to follow. Your personal legend is different from mine. And the book is about the shepherd who goes looking for treasure. Highly recommend for all of you guys to read it or listen to it on Audible. And, you know, when I read the book, I knew I'm the alchemist. I am in search of my gold and it's yeah. not physical gold, but it's whatever you envision as your dream. And later on to connect with the author over Twitter and to become friends and actually visit him in real life was like a true dream come true moment. So wow. I don't wish I read anything else because this was the perfect book that the universe sent me that I read that made me believe in my dreams and be very adamant that what I see for myself is the most important vision. Wow. From what activities do you feel most alive in your teenagehood? That's an interesting question. To be honest, I didn't have a lot of freedom as a teen, but I would say if I reflect back on then and now, I still think being with other people is how I feel the most alive. So I'm quite an extrovert. I love being around other people. So I loved working because that was my teenage years is hustling. And I enjoyed it. I really loved the fact that as a teen, I personally probably wouldn't put myself in this situation, but because I had to work, I, as I was working in these restaurant jobs at a fast food restaurant, you know, I got to talk to different people and I had no choice not to do it because this was my job and it really pushed me and it built a lot of courage to just talk to different types of people and the more I did it the more I loved it the more confident and comfortable I felt so I yeah just being around people yeah I think it's very important actually mm -hmm. because like with the society if we're always in the virtual world and then we're put outside just for one day you don't feel comfortable because you lived in the virtual world, right? Absolutely. And you didn't grow up in the virtual world. The internet came around <laughs> when I was about 13. I mean, it was sooner probably in North America, but I was still living in Azerbaijan. So yeah, the moment we discovered internet, we started spending more and more time on there. But of course, I'm from the generation of before Wi-Fi, before the, the 3G and all these things. And I can tell you, real life, incredible. It's so much better than virtual ever will. And you know, a lot of these businesses try to sell you on the dream of this virtual reality, but the real life, I mean, the virtual reality will never compare to 
to what yeah. you can experience and feel in the real world. So I'm a big, you know, supporter of the real world and I, I do not support at all the virtual reality. I mean, a little bit of that for educational purposes, for inspiration, sure, fine. But yeah. many people, just like with social media, they don't know how to control their urges, especially younger people. And they become the victim and then they get addicted. Same with gaming, same with, you know, social media. Yeah. It's a huge, very important topic to cover. And like the virtual world, it's just like given to you, right? It's like you put the goggles on and you're already in the dream life. But in real life, like you have to but get there. But it's not real. That's the yeah. thing. It tricks your brain that it's real. Yeah. But you know what? Your consciousness knows that it's not. And deep inside, you still feel it. And I think if people are honest with themselves, they will agree to that. Deep inside, we always know what's true. We always know what's fake and what's real because we all have this inner compass. Maybe we've lost it, but once we reconnect, we always can tell if somebody's being authentic or not because dogs can sense fear. You know, we humans, we have so many uh, natural senses that we can, if we tap into those things and we pay attention to body language of people, we always can read them. And that's why I think it's so important to spend time in the real world with other humans. I actually was uh, watching this talk about how to have a good conversation with people because I'm always learning myself. And this woman was saying that nowadays, especially teenagers are really struggling to hold a conversation uh, because they send something like 100 messages, like text messages a day. Yeah. And this is probably the average. Obviously, some send more, some send less. But the crazy part is that this number is only increasing. And I think we have to keep in mind that at the end of the day, we still live in the real world. We make relationships in the real world. And you still need to learn these skills. They're very important. And also they feel great because once you get to do it and you have that real human connection, the feeling is so much more beautiful and intense than a virtual world could ever provide you with. I was at that stage in my life where I was playing video games. I was in the virtual world, spending most of my time. And then like you turn it off and it's so compelling to be inside there because literally it's given to you on this golden plate. And in real life, there's these obstacles that we're not yes. trained to yes. overcome and we don't have no confidence. So we're always striving to go to the back to the video game. But because it becomes the comfort zone, exactly. right? you hide there. If they're in that reality already, how can they come out and how can they actually see this world you have to want more from life and nobody yeah. can do that for you right like i cannot do that for you you cannot do that for them at one point you have to have this moment of awakening and saying you know what i don't want to spend the rest of my life and on this device you know yeah. getting unhealthy because also it's not healthy to sit on the screen for this amount of hours so you have to want more for your life because your parents are not going to do this for you. Your friends are not going to do it. You have to want more. And the moment you want more, you say enough is enough. And you put it aside, whether you have phone addiction, whether you have gaming addiction, any kind of addiction. Yeah. And you start slowly building habits that serve you and serve the vision of yourself that you want to create in the next five to 10 years. Nice. Okay. So what is your favorite statement or quote you say and live by? Oh, I love quotes so much. One that really stands out, it's possibility of a dream come true that makes life exciting. And this is actually from The Alchemist. And this goes along with the embracement of failing sometimes and not succeeding. What's important in life is to live, to experience, to try, to love, you know, and it's the possibility that things might work out in your favor 
that makes life exciting. And that's why this quote resonated with me uh, back in the day when I, I first read the, the Alchemist is that it's just having that vision, a compass like that guides you, like, like that northern light or northern star that this is where I can go. And you know what? Even if I don't land there, I'll land somewhere else that's good. And going after that possibility, that opportunity, uh, that's what makes life exciting for me. And obviously for millions of people who've also bought the, the Alchemist and yeah. can resonate with that message. I think it deeply resonates with every human. What helps you see through the lens of positivity every single day? It's something I became aware of probably even before I was a teen. It was like, uh, I must have been 10, 11, 12. I was still living in Azerbaijan. And I remember one day I woke up and I was like, today I'm going to be sad, you know, and I will have this. It's oh just so God. funny as a kid to have this even. As I was having this thought, I, I became aware like, what, I have to, I can have a choice to be sad or to be happy? Like this awareness sparked and I was like, but why would I choose to be sad? And then I was like, oh, I'm going to choose to be happy. So I just remember becoming aware of this moment. I guess until that moment, I didn't know I had the choice. Yeah. So as soon as I became aware, something in me was like, no, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to choose to be sad because yeah. that doesn't feel good. So I'm going to choose to be optimistic and happy and see the good thing. And ever since then, it's been an ongoing choice that I've been making day to day. And of course, life isn't always perfect. I've had ups and downs like any human being does. It's all yeah. good. It's all normal part of uh, being a human being and learning and growing. But I think in moments of down and darkness to remember that it's not forever. And another favorite quote is this too shall pass. Everything passes and everything is an experience that's teaching us something. Okay. So last question, which okay. is, who is your, the most inspiring person you ever met? I'd have to say my lovely partner and husband, Alex Icon. I definitely cannot speak of inspiration unless I've met the person in real life, because I think we can all idolize, you know, we meet somebody online and we think they have a perfect life and they're perfect. So Alex, I know so well, because I obviously have lived with him for the last 13, 14 years. And uh, he's the most positive, grateful, kind, unconditional human beings I've ever met. And I look up to him and he always stands up for the week. And, you know, he's just such an idealist. I am an idealist as well. And I think that's why we make such a strong couple. But yeah, he is my forever inspiration. I love you, Alex. I was wondering, okay. how do you live such an unconditional life? So you're like, you don't have expectations for other people. It has to be a conscious choice because, you know, if, when you learn more about ego and I, I encourage all of you guys to go and just research what is ego and there's many great books about this um, by Eckhart Tolle. Any of the books by Eckhart Tolle uh, talk about the ego. Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday is another great book. But if you learn about the ego is that ego is, is conditional. Ego is our identity, yeah. is what allows us to function in this world. And love is unconditional, right? So there's two parts of us again, the masculine, and the feminine. And when you realize that you are conditional, you realize that you are actually not operating from love. You're operating from ego. And from that awareness, you can consciously make the choice to become unconditional in your life. And you do that by creating that awareness and catching yourself. Anytime you do something and you're like, oh, I'm going to do this so I get that. Yeah. You're like, actually, I'm doing this so I get the enjoyment of doing that. And you know what? Even if I don't get it, it doesn't matter because I get to learn something. It feels good to do good. So you almost like rewire these habits and thinking patterns. It's not something you do overnight, of course. But catch yourself when you realize that you are uh, blackmailing in your relationships or you're like do this and i'll do that and many people actually many parents do this to their kids like 
hey, I will only love you if you pass the test or if you get good grades or if you, you know, do a certain thing. And actually, for this reason, I don't use the word proud in general. Like, it's not a word I use in my life at all because the word quote unquote proud is always attached to an external success. So like, oh, I'm so proud of my son because he got a first prize at swimming competition. But yeah. actually I didn't do anything. Like my son did it. So what would I not be proud of him if he didn't do if he got second prize or third? Or what if he came last? You know, so the proud is always something that's externally perceived as success. And I don't care what my child does. I will love my child no matter what path she chooses. All I, I wish for her is to be healthy and happy. And I think, um, yeah, it's a whole retrainment because our society is still very much conditional. Right. And I think uh, once you become aware of it, you start seeing that pattern in yourself and then you can slowly become unconditional, which yeah. means doing things just because it feels good for yourself. So I'll leave you with that. Amazing. Okay, thank you Mimi so much for the podcast. I really appreciate that you spend the time today and hopefully I'll see you soon. Yeah, I really enjoyed it and I want to encourage you to keep going. I think you can bring a lot of value with what you're doing to not only younger people in the world, but people of all ages. I also encourage you guys who are listening, if you're a teen, make sure to forward this to your friends and family or grandparents, anybody in your life, because all these lessons and all these topics that we have covered in today's podcast, they're quite universal as well. So have a beautiful day and thank you so much for listening. Thank you. This is Wisdom for Teens. I am your host, Alex Renko. And today I was very fortunate to be interviewing Mimi Icon.